Hi, welcome to the Substack Twitter space with Siobhan and Diane. Um, let's just jump in. Hi, Siobhan. Why don't you tell me a little about your Substack? The Flare is a collection of multi-genre work, forging a collection, a connection with self and community. So what I do on my Substack is um, the way my inspiration comes out is in just about three forms. I've narrowed it down there. Fiction, poetry, and also just personal essays. So that's kind of how the collection forms is really however the, the inspiration strikes me, I'll do personal essays, poetry, or fiction. And so that's kind of the um, the composition of, of what my stuff So can is. I ask, like in your tagline, you chose not to put like a collection of multi-genre work forging a connection with self and community, period, and then poetry, fiction, like you don't want to specify mm -hmm. it. So like somebody really into poetry might want to click in. I'm just throwing that out. What I'm putting out suggest well, because I because I read your little blurb, but then I went onto your site and mm -hmm. what you just said is you do poetry. And I know people into poetry when they find people who write poetry. Mm -hmm. But you don't have that in your mm -hmm. little blurby thing. So people Yeah. You know, and like well, you know, I'm work I'm working on that. So like that's a good suggestion. Yeah, I mean I would just suggest put like fiction, poetry, I forgot the third thing, I'm sorry, self development or self uh personal essays. Personal essays. Oh my god. I'm taking yeah. a writing course. I didn't know that every single person there is doing personal essays. I was learning how to do like, you know, write for self magazine, <laughs> like, you know, bullet mm -hmm. point. Like I was trying to do magazine articles, but personal essays are a whole personality type. And it's a people like love mm -hmm. who write personal essays, love to read personal essays. Highly recommend you yeah. specify. Like I like the multi-genre work that you say that, but yeah. then I would just after that period, just mm -hmm. put those, that, that's just me. Okay. No, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm open to suggestions because, you know, you, you kind of get into your head when you're developing your little baby, your Substack, And then um, it's always good to get an outside opinion of someone looking in saying, Hey, this is something I noticed. So yes, I will. I will take that. Yeah. The other. And so I'll invite you. Well, the oh, other thing that you might not be into is I read that we should have our names in the title because mine was whole health journal. And I just recently changed it to mm -hmm. Whole Health with Diane Hats. And what they said is that people, mm -hmm. people who get the newsletters care about the person writing the newsletter. And that's where Substack's a little different. Mm -hmm. And that they recommend. Okay. And they also recommended, I had dianehats.com. Like I've had that URL for years. I did a redirect to my Substack. But you can go in your settings and you can change your URL once. They're saying you should change it to your name dot substack.com but mm. i i chose not to do that i i'm i don't want to take the substack out of my url yes. like i'm proud to be part of the community and i yeah so but just throwing that out for the other people that are listening is that substack suggests that your name is in the title and that username url i chose instead to keep my substack url but i have a redirect from my dianehats.com redirects directly to my substack now Okay. I had originally just my first name. Um, I don't know, though. I, I thought it was... Um, I wanted to be more focused. I want to kind of, like, go behind the, I guess, the, the storefront of, of the substack of the flair so that um, it's more the collection mm. and not so much, like, 
you know what I mean? It's it's sort of developing it as a as its entity. Like as in when you start a company, you start using the word we, you know, as in talking about the company and, you know, associates. So that's kind of the way I thought of it. And I went from it being Siobhan.substack.com to the flare.substack.com, which also made it, um, I thought, easier when people wanted to contact me so that, you know, it's a lot easier, you know, just to remember what the Substack is called and, and use that. But yeah, I, I had my chance. So I well, I once. think, but I, and I do think, it, well, you can also, if you have like just through GoDaddy, your name.com mm-hmm. or dot whatever you can redirect that in still in a way change it if you want you just can't change it on substack and you know what i think that yeah substack is giving recommendations but it's really each of us is going to have to decide for ourselves because like with me yeah i am in a way trying to brand myself um mm-hmm. because so many people are, are like in the food movement i'm really interested in merging the food movement with spirituality and wellness I really believe that's going to become more and more popular. So I'm trying to, you know, so for me, it's, it's a decision, yeah. but I think that it's something a lot of people don't consciously think about. Um, mm. But I do think it's important. Like, I think you said you want the flair to become, mm-hmm. it, that's what you're branding the flair. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in a way, you know what, this is statistical, but I'm really trying to work through it. I'm just branding my name. And I've also started saying I, cause I'm doing this alone. Because I used to do, mm. I was I'm a solopreneur. I would always say we, my consulting company. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. owning it now, man. This is mine. And I'm doing all the work. There are no, I have no personal right. assistant here. Right. Yeah. Yes, me. me too. So it's I. <laughs> own it. We're gonna <laughs> there own you go. It. <laughs> own it. Own it. That's, that's what we're doing this year. So then I'll invite you then. What is your subsection? So about? this is my one liner. It's a newsletter dedicated to wellness, spirituality, and healthy food with a sprinkling of my life journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had taken out the life journey stuff, but I have my subset grow group and they said that mm-hmm. I'm older, I'm 60. That is not old to me. But anyway, I'm going to have a lot of articles about that. Mm-hmm. But well, but there's ageism that I've been dealing with, blah, blah, blah. But I have a lot of, I have history yeah. now. I chase rock stars. I did a fanzine on the rock band, the who I did all, I chased the Dalai Lama for almost 20 years. So I, mm-hmm. I'm also 35,000 words into a fictional book. That's more spiritually based. Awesome. That it's not about chasing rock stars, but it all ties together. So anyway, I put the life journey back in because I do want to write about fun times. Like my 21st birthday, I'm at Shea Stadium mm-hmm. on stage with the wow. Who while they're playing to like 80,000 people. Oh you know, I'm in the dressing room and I was so green. I mean, I'm from the suburbs of Delaware and it was just the craziest experience. Wow. And I took it all for granted. And now I think, hmm, I was really fortunate. I did have some really cool experiences, you know? So part of that is fantastic. Well, I think everybody could be picking up shells on the beach. I think everybody has exciting mm-hmm. experiences in their lives. And I think a lot of us take them for granted. And I think that I'm at a mm-hmm. point in my life where I think, oh, wow. I mean, like I moved to Santa Fe a year ago. I'd only ever spent a year here. Did no soul. My business was a COVID casualty. So my business went completely under. Uh-huh. Everything was gone. And at 59 years old, I packed up and moved out here, rented a place online, sight unseen, 
best decision of my life. Wow. Apparently it's not, well, well, it's apparently not uncommon. There are people called to Santa Fe. And anyway, and the whole point of this is just to say that that's all fodder for writing. And I think that more people Mm -hmm. will relate than a writer might realize about whatever it is that they've experienced. Mm -hmm. I think though, also it, in the subject of health, that personal experience to the world, how you experience the world, I think is, is also an integral part of, of good health because a lot of people take those um, small moments to be uh, an opportunity to do or to produce or whatever. Um, but being outside, being in fresh air, going for hikes, these are all things that are better, that are kind of contributing to our own oh, wellness. Yeah. And also, as a side effect, it also contributes well to your writing because you're getting outside of your head. You're getting um, away from the, the, the blank page and kind of getting, um, you're getting a different perspective on things. Well, it's, um, I, no, it's interesting. Ahead. You said that I, okay, everybody, I'm a little woo woo now and I'm loving it. I'm embracing my inner <laughs> spiritual being, but I, I'm going to a channeler. I'm doing sessions with a medium channeler, whatever. And I've been Mm -hmm. blocked with my writing. Like I'm in character development. I almost have a first draft, but I'm in character development. And and it's hard, you know, like you got it. You're pulling all this stuff. So what what was suggested is to walk and to talk into like voice memos Mm -hmm. and the notes thing in the iPhone and record voice. The kinetic movement, the actual physical movement can help like unblock your mind from writing and I'm like oh my god that's so mm-hmm. smart so I'm trying to do that now it's hard in, when you're going up a mountain to talk and... okay yes. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't transcribed because <laughs> sometimes <I'm... laughs> maybe it knows the difference I think it I does know, but... I think it does but I agree with you yeah, it's like, yeah oh boy. With you. so what was the inspiration for your um substack you're doing so a, a lot of that is on the um, about page. It's basically, you know, there's all of this talk about fear with sharing your writing, um, owning your your writing or yourself, your identity as a writer. And um, I came from a place where I was just coming in because, you know, you're 60. I'm 37 and I feel like I'm late. To what? And so I feel like I, <laughs> exactly, to what? Right. I haven't been writing like creatively for very long. It's only been probably about a year and oh, a half. On. Oh, so... yeah. You know, honestly, <laughs> this is the one that you get better as you get like, yeah. you just start. There is no just starting. I think it's fantastic. You're the perfect place to do this. But anyway, I interrupted mm-hmm. you. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's just um, so this was the, the flare is kind of like a response to that feeling of shouting into the void mm-hmm. of feeling like no one's ever going to read this. No one's ever going to see this. Um, and just doing it anyway. And just sending, sending out that message and hoping that someone will see it, hoping that it'll find them and it'll inspire them and they'll connect with it. And so that's the idea behind it is quite literally just, just a, a, a signal out and seeing who finds it and and, and hoping that someone finds now can it. i ask do you have followers like how has that been going subscribers and such you know it was 
I would say the first couple months I really wasn't into, I wasn't really mingling community. I was kind of just like posting stuff and just kind of, you know, hearing crickets. Um, it was when I started showing up to the Substack office hours and sort of like mingling and saying hi to people and Hey, you know, I love your stuff. And that's when I started getting more followers mm. uh, or rather more um, signups. And just recently I had my first, paid subscriber and that person subscribed for the Yay! year which i was shocked <laughs> me and then i i think it was just the other day i got a monthly subscriber so um, yeah it's a, it's a small readership still i'm still put it out there it's under 100 i have a hundred under 100 signups but i already have paid people among them so it's um it's strange and wonderful and you know, I'm still kind of mulling that over um, that someone is paying me to write. <laughs> but see, now you can say you're a paid writer. If there's one or 10,000 paid writer. Exactly. Who has to know? Well, the folks here know. But um, what's interesting, too, is I, I'll, I'll say this here, is that I had a, um, this is, again, just that, that bravery, just sending stuff out. You know, I sent out a, a um, submission call for a um, an anthology, and it's a it's Bag of Bones Press. They're on Twitter, and it was for a two hundred and six word story, horror story, two hundred six words for the number of bones in the body, and um, one of my stories was accepted. Congratulations! So now I can say I'm paid, I'm a paid, and I'm a published author. So it exciting. is very exciting. Yeah. Okay, what next? So I'm, I'm like so, you. I have. Yes. So I decided, because this is another thing that goes back and forth on Substack. Because when I originally was reading stuff, they're like, you know, don't do paid subscriptions for a year. You should have like a thousand followers. Yeah. My attitude was, no, I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to give anything extra. But I started mine with paid. Um, and I yeah. have two subscribers and one founding member. I know. Wow. I'm like, I like, I was so excited. And it's, you know, I'm not pushing it yet. I'm not, and I'm still evolving. Like I just put my first newsletter out rather than one long post. I want to do a newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, I already got a lot of feedback on it. So the next one will be, you know, a little different. So I think it might take a year to do it. But I know that like Patreon and all these other places like in Co Coffee or Ko-Fi, I don't know how to pronounce it. But I saw yeah. you're on it because I'm on it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That people can tip you and then people will just do that because mm -hmm. they appreciate what you're doing. Like they want to support a writer. So yeah. I'm like, well, why would we deny mm -hmm. ourselves a paid subscription? The opportunity of someone doing a paid subscription, we just don't have to force it down their throat. No, we don't have to. Um, and I did the same thing was I put paid really sort of out of a little bit of naivety. I was like, ah, you know what? I should fill this stuff out. You right. never know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't I think mean, it's naivety. I think it's, I think it's, to me, it's realism. You know, I, I guess it's in mingling with writing communities, you get the feeling that a lot of people are coming up with a lot of complex strategies and there's a lot of, well, I do this and I do this and I'm able to get, you know, 400 subscribers in the last, you know, uh, two months. And it was a conversion rate of such and such. And it's very like intimidating to see like, 
these people with these grand schemes. So um, for me, it was like, well, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. And yeah, I'm going to see what happens. Right. And it's, it's funny because the person who values your work enough to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to put my, put my beans in this jar. That is fantastic. And I think it's, it's, it's validating. And it's like, well, you know what? I'm good enough right now. And I was always good enough, good enough when it started. And not when you have a thousand subscriber and you flick the switch and then all the money comes in or whatever. I'm good enough right now. Right. So I, I love that feeling. I agree 100%. I just checked your about page and I see that you're on Medium also. What do you think about the Medium versus yeah. Substack? I, I have a Medium. I was doing, I was doing Newsbreak mm -hmm. Medium and Substack and I was trying mm -hmm. to figure out and I've decided yeah. Substack is my one focus. Medium, I made 17 cents last. I don't need, I'm not even making <laughs> back the $50 that the yearly, the annual thing that I just yeah. and everything in there's clickbait like that everything in my feed is clickbait yeah. and I'm like you know what I'm done but I'd love to hear your perspective and do you get engagement you know are you seeing benefit from staying on medium well I like medium for there are certain you know um publications that I might follow you know so it's it's something very specific that I'm looking for um I might post, you know, some stuff from Substack and post it on Medium, like cross post it there or have, you know, original articles that I'll post there. It's, you know, I think it's a different crowd. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. This is, you know, there's a lot of um, some publications that are kind of onboarding all of these writers and they have like hundreds of writers or thousands of writers that they're supporting. And it's kind of like we're pumping out all this content, but what is it really saying? And I feel like Substack is a lot more intentional and people do a lot more thoughtful work and get rewarded for it. I've seen Substacks where their articles have been amazing. And I know that that, that person, if they had posted that on Medium, they would get like two claps. Right. But it's really that Substack people take the time to read it and engage with it and questions and, you know, pay people for it. So I think in the long run, I like Substack a lot better. Yeah. Like I said, I think the other two accounts, I'm just going to close. I'm just going to stick with Substack. I haven't decided a hundred percent, but I'm just not seeing any benefit. I, I wonder if medium is going to survive. Cause I read, I just read somewhere. They said Substack is what medium tried to be. Oops. I know. Now, do um, you know that, do you know the you thing know, about posting mm -hmm. on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook that you can't put the link in the text. You have to put it in the comments because the algorithms are so threatened by Substack. They will, yeah, oh. they'll dive. Like your post will have no engagement. They won't, it, the algorithm will just kill it. So you have to put the link in wow. the comments. And I'm like, wow, well that's like kudos to Substack. But a lot of people don't know that. And that's really, wow. yeah, I just think that's, not right it's they've got to get control of their business and they don't want they would they don't want their sort of house to be you know it's kind of like a post no bills you know they don't want it to be advertising space for another platform they want it to be for their platform so. right but like you can twitter because like okay so zuckerberg owns instagram and facebook but he doesn't own twitter and you can mm -hmm. post 
Well, I guess you didn't really post Twitter stuff on Facebook. Like you can cross post on them, but yeah. you can't do Substack. And well, like on Twitter, what I heard is if you do a thread, you can put it in like the fourth or fifth. Yeah. So I think that you have to be confident in your business and your ability to retain um, users and uh, and grow. Mm. And I think when you, f- you you might feel a bit threatened and you might know that this person is this this other company is direct competition and maybe they're doing a lot of things that you're not that you have to kind of find a way to edge them out right because if i'm over at substack and now i'm using medium to just promote my substack then that's not good for them but that's because that means that medium folks are are leaving right and that's what's happening could be leaving Except for like the clickbaity stuff and these people that are like, oh, I made $10,000 last month. And, and it's stuff that I, I even click on it. Like I read these, you know, I know. <laughs> and, I, and that's why I don't want to go on there anymore. Cause it's a time suck and I'm not really learning anything and I'm not earning that. And I did, you know, what they said and good for them. But that's not, I, I would rather, I would rather work on my writing skills than on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I know that it's, it's, it's very much like article based. So it's, um, yeah, you know, I had plenty of ideas for, for different articles, but then when I wanted to start, um, digging in more to fiction and posting fiction, that's kind of harder to, um, get an audience for. There are some pieces I've written that have done well, but it's kind of like, where do I put this short story that I'm writing? Like who's gonna, no one's going to sit for this, you know, 5,000 word story. And I could post it on Illumination Chapters, but I mean, there's a billion posts on there. Well, anyway. that's the thing is, I I started with New Writers Welcome right when this guy Ralph started it, mm-hmm. so my Medium post would get mm-hmm. like a lot of views. But there's so many people on it in the last like three to six exactly. months that there's a post I submitted to them, and it just it just died, like it just wasn't. And it it was a repost from Substack, and I'm sure that like I still copy and paste. Yeah, I don't bring the URL. Like, yeah. I get copy and paste, like, but but yeah. still it got no views nothing so I'm like ah whatever okay next thing I want to ask you about is is it coffee or ko-fi but now I'm thinking I think it's coffee because it's buy me a coffee yeah but I'm thinking of SoFi loan so (laughs) it's it's probably coffee I have no idea so for anyone who's never heard of it it's ko-fi.com and it's a tip jar have you had success because what I'm trying to do oh I didn't post my newsletter I'm trying to post my stuff on there again. It's, I'm doing that instead of medium now. Maybe I'll get a followers. Maybe I won't. Mm. But the whole concept is like somebody can buy you quote unquote with me. It's a cup of tea and they just give you a $3 mm-hmm. donation. So have you been doing it for long? Yeah. Like, what do you think about it? Um, I didn't do anything for a while with it. And then I realized I'm like, you know what? It, it was, again, it was like kind of drifting away from medium because I was spending more time on medium and I wasn't really using my coffee mm. page. So um, just recently I started, um, I started just like a piece of short fiction. I was just sort of doing a serial every week. And I, I think I carried it for about seven or eight weeks. <clears throat> and I got um, a couple followers um, off that, but uh, haven't gotten any donations, but that's okay. Uh, I'm thinking about devoting a little bit more time to just releasing some short fiction on, on coffee. Let's see where I got. Wow. All I'm doing is posting links to stuff I'm putting on Substack. That's great that you're doing original stuff on there. Yeah, I figured it was like you want to you don't 
so I guess it's for each platform you don't want there to be like a, an area for advertisement you want it to be um, content specifically for that platform right. kind of as almost like a respect to that platform like you know what I'm not just going to cross post I'm going to give you something exclusive so you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah then there's then there's we'll 24 hours that we have in the day like I hear you and maybe I could do something small. I just I can't. I get, you know, yeah. and, and like, I can't. Right. Like, like, what are your challenges? Like with me, it's being too scattered. You know, what challenge did you find? Do you find with just the thing and not just the sub stacks, but also the coffee and, you know, the mediums and whatever, like, how do you balance that all out? And what do you find challenging? So what I have to do is, I got to write stuff down and things in categories and columns. So um, I have just my notebook where I'll put down Substack and sort of the subject matter and some of the posts I'm doing for that medium, the publications I'll write for and what the subject matter is that some ideas and then coffee and, you know, do that. So it's a bit of juggling and it's a bit of taking um, the work that I'm already writing and just plugging mm. it places. So I have, I use Scrivener, big fan of Scrivener. I use no, I do, and, I use Notion. I mm-hmm. hadn't heard of Scrivener, but I started using Notion, oh. which I don't like writing on Notion, but I love it because I can't mm-hmm. find stuff in my Google Docs anymore. So I, I, mm-hmm. I actually love that, but I, I looked at Scrivener and that looks like a good one too. Uh, are you cutting carrots? Me? Yeah. No. Oh, you know what? I just scratched my okay. neck. And it probably, I have my headphone on. Sorry. I, you know what? I'm trying to find you on Ko-Fi so I can follow you. <laughs> Cutting carrots. Um. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have a sound. No, I'm like, I'm like, no, dude. Like, if you have to get dinner done, like, let me know. Um, that's fine. But, um, so I have uh, my Scrivener. I have Scrivener. And I have things separated into different documents. I have Substack and I have my Shays. But I also have what's a really lucrative one is the document that I have called Scraps. And that's the little musings, the ideas, the notes. And I might have an idea for something and just put that down. And then, I mean, I don't know if you experience this with your writing, but when I have an idea, sometimes I already know whether or not this is going to be short fiction or whether it's something I'd like to develop into something more. Mm. So that kind of... um, that's what my uh, method kind of is, is um, I might have something and I'll think, you know what, this is just short fiction. That's something for coffee. Something that's a little bit more involved. I'm like, "Mm, this could use some world building. Let me relegate this for Substack. Uh, You know what, this is a cool idea that I, you know, I read about in in Newsweek. You know what, let me write an article and that that can be for Medium. So that's kind of how we do it, categorization. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you think are, are your challenges? Uh, I get too scattered. So Notion is helping because you can set up tables mm-hmm. and you can do these drop down things. So I can, like what you're saying, I can put in one column, like this is for coffee, this is medium, this, and I can put as many. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also like, in the table, it opens up into a new page, which I embed the document. Because yeah, I've started like 10 articles. So part of it is just mm-hmm. like today, I sent my first newsletter out. I got feedback. I just spent the last five hours trying to make banner headings for the different sections in the newsletter in Canva. And that mm. just takes so much time. And I was getting wow. ready to throw stuff at the wall. 
Um, yeah, and, and I think a lot of people share this as a writer because my business was a COVID casualty, you know, I don't have an income stream. I, I have a consulting, like a small consulting gig right now and I'm fine. Like I'm yeah. very fine financially. Mm-hmm. I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate. I believe in abundance, mm-hmm. but there's the reality that at some point I have to make a living. So I have to figure out. Yeah. So not stressing out about it is part of it. And it's also mm-hmm. things, technology changes so fast like I haven't mm-hmm. yet been able to dive into affiliate marketing because I had a nonprofit okay. for years, but if you do affiliate marketing, mm-hmm. you know, and Siobhan, this is from all those medium articles, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, and like in, in my, um, in, in one article I just wrote, I recommend, Oh, I did, it's not published yet, but I'm writing about healthy food and one section is going to be on water. And I use this water filtering system that I love but I'm not getting mm-hmm. money and a lot of people right, do, right, right. but I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to just plug something to get money from it. So it's a whole ethical thing, but also reality. Yeah. Like there, I think, I think all of us can make a decent living if we learn yeah. all the new technology about where's the point where you're an influencer. Someone I just reconnected with, we're starting a podcast, um, in the next mm-hmm. month or two, you know, with that, we want to get sponsors. Like, like it's, there's so many ways to monetize that I get overwhelmed and I just <sighs> shut down. Mm. I mean, what about you? I mean, I, I try to take it back to what my core values are because there's some things that I like that. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I shop at, you know, Target's great. But that ne- that doesn't necessarily mean that I want to be sponsored by Target. Right. I have, you know, because you start to think of all of all of what they put into the community and into landfills, and you know, this all this all this things start running through your head about like this is still a company that is um, profiting off fast fashion and all these things. So it's very difficult for me to think about a company that I would be comfortable endorsing Mm. um and it doesn't feel like there's that many um i probably am just a proponent of having sponsorship just in reading the work and just in sort of like the ecosystem of writing um even though that's not where a lot of money is or in in small sort of uh sustainable companies companies that uh are committed to uh reuse committed to reducing waste things like that but that I know that ethically like I stand behind and if I stand behind that then yeah you know what if they want to throw me a couple dollars I already endorse their message right so I feel like it's it's no and I'm all about that I mean I yeah I helped shut down factory farms in the 90s like I'm all about (laughs) the the right kind of company that in itself Mm -hmm. is a whole series of articles because like Burt's Bees sold you know, Tom's of Maine, which is my toothpaste, they sold to a conglomerate. Yep. So now it's like, uh, mm. I I think part of it's my age because I spent so many years, mm-hmm. sacri- not sacrificing, but I compost. I, you know, I don't waste water. Yep. I do, you know what? If mm-hmm. Target wants to give me 100000 a year, sorry, guys. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. listen, I can <laughs> take some of that money 
I want to, I would like to have enough to give money to the Hopi foundation. You know, I love the, the mm-hmm. whole, love the Hopis. I, I, you, there are things you can do. And I think that yeah. uh, this, we're getting off topic from subsex, but I think that the whole whack mentality, it's tough because yeah, you know, what this has to do with honestly, like how you're going to be able to make a living in sponsorship. You see it all over Instagram. There are some people who are, you know, they they have paid posts for all sorts of things. And really, like, with, with sponsorship, with writing, we kind of have to make, you know, similar considerations about who we're going to be willing to stand yes. behind. And I think, you know, that's actually an interesting perspective because, yes, Target is going to make that no matter what, and I'm probably going to go there. So why don't I just take their money and put it someplace else where it should right. be? I Or where I believe it. Do you know how be. much I've read this somewhere? Do you know how Johnson, The Rock? How much he gets per uh-huh. Instagram post? He charges over a million dollars a post. <laughs> you know, and like, I don't know. You know, yeah. this is a whole nother. This is a whole nother thing. I do think Substack is new enough that there is a lot of um, not idealism, but you know, people are doing the writing. But there comes a point like, I'm not 25 anymore. I, I have to look mm-hmm. realistically. I'm not. In a po- at a point where I can retire, you know, mm-hmm. so how can one do what they love to do and have in- an income stream? Anyway, I am determined to figure it out yeah. and I will write and do blog or podcasts about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will completely support that. Because um, I, I think that we have, um, what's interesting in, in our economy is that it's very specific as far as what is considered valued work Mm. and writing has I don't know what it is but you just you 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 scrape by I feel like there's a minimum for different types of profession but for writers it's either you're you're it's all the whole spectrum from making nothing till making millions you know the James Patterson's of the world right and I'm just wondering when there they'll ever be like a shelf where I get a job or I have a living as a writer. I think when we when we and move it's... to Denmark or to Europe where they support artists. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know what? I think yes. I think part of it is you have to do what you love and you have to keep going. I hate to say it, but there will be um you know sort of a weeding out of people doing these mm-hmm. newsletters because there will be a burnout and that people who are just yeah. can't not do it will continue and that that mm-hmm. I think perseverance i think is the really the number one determinant um i do also think though that you know like you have the coffee like you do have a tip jar you do have already have a paid subscription Mm -hmm. option those are things that i think it's a little naive to think one can just write and that's it you don't have to do anything um but we'll see like i i don't want substack to go the way medium went so Oh, no. So the, so the thing yeah. about writing, you know, I'm taking a writing course right now. The person teaching it, she works because she needs health care. And she sighed. And mm-hmm. just with the writing I've been doing for the course, because it's like I should be interviewing people. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I can do this. <laughs> it's not the kind of writing. <laughs> because fiction writing is what I really want to do. So maybe mm-hmm. I should. I don't know. And I love the subset. So I would rather mm. focus on trying to market, promote, and monetize the Substack because I, you know, you get three thousand paying subscribers. We'll take some of Dan Rather's. 
He's making a fortune. Yeah. Exactly. What does he need it for? Really? He's fine. <laughs> and Rother's doing just fine. Um, I'll take a couple off your hands. But I think that, yeah, I don't think that your question can be answered about how long it takes. Mm-hmm. I think I think there is a certain amount of perseverance. I don't want to say hustle. Perseverance. The one has to have. Yeah. I, hustle feels like um, like we're just burning the candle yes. at both ends. I would say I would I I would I would um, defer toward like persistence, right? right. Persistence, perseverance. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. And also, this is something I've never done. Is mm-hmm. some friends of mine are artists and they get fellowships and they get grants. There's Yado, uh, which is like probably the biggest Iowa writer mm-hmm. workshop. I think you can get scholarships in them, but those are, you know, there are places, but they're highly competitive. And if they're anything like the grants I had to fill out for my nonprofit work. I just can't do it. It's 200 pages and 300,000 people apply. Mm. So basically it's wasted (laughs) time. Um, But that is an avenue some people take. So we need Mm. to find benefactors. Maybe we should, hey, the next Substack Writers Hours, we'll tell them that they need to start getting a pool of benefactors who will want to invest in us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dan Rather. (laughs) We will start with Dan Rather. <laughs> and the other guy from the New York Times. <laughs> Andrew uh, Sullivan? 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 Yeah. He apparently has billions of people. Um, okay, wow. so let's talk about how we're going to grow. <laughs> Have you thought about is to get more subscribers, how you think you'll be able to? You said that you're doing like the office writing hours, which I do also. Which is, that's how we met, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but what else H- have you been thinking about anything else well um, I know that event- at some point like your kind of strategy has to change and you can't rely on just sort of things very simply to um, kind of keep your profile up so right now it's kind of engaging and uh, getting uh connecting with people on Twitter because that's it. engagement I think drives people towards my Twitter page and drives them to uh, my Substack because I can see that I do have a certain percentage of people coming from Twitter who do view my Substack um, I think it'll be in launching my um, paid subscriber content um, I think that that will be a good opportunity for growth because yeah um, knowing that people will they have an option to pay or knowing that um, there is more behind the wall um, I think would be a kind of great advertising unto itself I'm just not sure what else I could do um, I think with these with write, a lot of writers groups they have a lot of ideas that they've already tried so I might dig into that uh, book funnel is one of them. You've heard of uh, book funnel. A lot of people uh, yeah, suggest it's on that. A list. I have a list of things from this course yeah. I'm taking that I haven't had time. And, mm-hmm. and the thing that interests me about Twitter, I just don't have time. I've tried. Mm-hmm. And I have, for my nonprofit, I think I have 5,000, 6,000 followers. But mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I just, you know, when I when I think of like sustainability of your writing practices and whatever, I find, and this is, it's like a secret that I will tell everyone. I schedule tweets. <laughs> I get, I, 
relegate my replies and whatever. If I'm, I'm coming out of work and walking to the car, I'll see what I have for my replies and I'll quickly reply to people while I'm walking to my car or um, after dinner. And that's it for the day. So I'm not on Twitter mm. all day. And, um, you know, most of what it, most of what I'm tweeting is scheduled. Do you schedule it? Can you so schedule it? you use like Hootsuite? I use just the native, um, like web app, the, the, just the website, Twitter, you... Twitter website. I don't use like, okay. I didn't realize yeah. you could schedule just not hype fury or right. anything. Yeah. You can schedule. I have stuff scheduled. Um, it was probably by de- in December. I had stuff scheduled into February. Wow. Yeah. So just whatever you think of something or um, you want to ask a question or um, you have an observation, you can schedule that for as far in the future as you want. I think it's they probably do probably about a year and a half you can schedule up to. So if you know that you're celebrating solstice, you can compose your solstice tweet and schedule that for the solstice. Um, if you just, I have one tweet that's going to be out for, I think it's May 1st and it's simply today is a nice day to start over Mm. something like that, you know, so whatever you want, um, that, and that helps drive engagement with other people because eventually I think your account becomes more discoverable. And so more people actually respond to your tweets and they might follow you. So I, I would say that's that's a pretty good method. Yeah, I just between that, I can't even get an Instagram thing going. I, I it's 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 on my <laughs> list. Well, well, but there's the writing, there's the yeah. life. You know, it's it's a lot to. Well, I would say it's. I mean, I don't know how your experience is, but I'm I'm married. I have two children. I have two jobs. Um. So everything is kind of sliced up into mm. bits and I have to find a very methodical way to fit things in. Um, a lot of people will say, Oh, I'm just staring at the blank page. I don't know what to write. I'm, you know, it's Saturday at 10 o'clock. I'm on my way to, you know, my other job and I'm thinking about what I'm going to do for this particular story. And I'm typing it on my phone as I'm heading in before I clock in. So for me, like, um, since everything has to be fairly, like, compartmentalized and and squeezed in, um, I just, I make room for it. I make room to organize it so I'm able to do it. Yeah, I'm still figuring that out. I mean, the writing thing, like, really committing to dedicating myself to it is still fairly new for me. And that the marketing and everything around Mm -hmm. it. Um, because that is my biggest challenge is just getting scattered. And I've made the conscious decision working yourself to burnout is not going to make you more productive. And I living in New York city would work 14 hour days, 16 hour days. I'm not doing that anymore. So if, if I don't get a tweet out or if I don't, whatever, I have to believe in the Mm -hmm. universe because I'm going out for a hike. I think, I think the mental, well, I do. And I think with COVID, especially the, the mental effects, I don't think people are really going to feel it till we're out of it for a while. No. And I'm, you know, it's concerning. Well, you know, what trauma that you've sustained until you're out of it and you're like, oh, wow, I was really in a terrible state mm-hmm. at that point. Um, but I think, you know, I, you know, in the aspect of market is like selling, 
So someone on Twitter, you know, they said, I was responding actually to someone's tweet and it was like, what's the hardest part about such and such? And I was like, oh, I'm not a very good salesman. And this person replied and said something about how people confuse marketing and selling. And I kind of traded a couple of tweets back and forth and it was kind of like that marketing is sort of the process of building trust with you and your consumer, your potential consumer, and kind of getting a, um, introducing your product and what it can do and what its features are and things like that. And selling is very like, from my understanding is the actual, like trying to get someone to buy it. So what they were saying basically is that, you know, for every time that you try to sell someone something, you should be quote, adding value. Correct. Right. Contributing. Yes. So they said for every time, for every one time you try to sell, you should add value seven times, which kind of changed things for me because instead of me tweeting out links to my stories, I started tweeting out things like things that I noticed or things that struck me or questions. And so it was a lot less of, Hey, read this story. It was more like, this is what I'm thinking. And so people learn to get to know me and that maybe when they get to know me and what I think and how I, how I see the world, then when I say, Hey, here's an article, they might be more inclined right. to click it. Well, and also you, so you will have attracted I've, the yeah. audience that will want to click it. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I so think I, with me, because I just figured out my focuses last month, like it's, it's taken a very long time to sort of hone things and I'm still fine tuning that I agree with you. You know, that, that yeah. it's important to realize that our job is to give value to other people. We're not telling them to come to us. We have to go to them where they are. Yeah. Um, and there are enough people. There's so, there's so many people on the planet that there are people for all of us who would be interested in what we're doing. It's just, yeah, it's finding them. I don't. I don't know. So what are your future projects? So what do you have? I was just about to ask you the same thing. <laughs> Future projects, um, I'm always pumping this up, which I don't know whether it will come to my detriment or not, but I have a my first sort of science fiction mystery, my world-building challenge. It's uh, a story called Ithaca that I'm working on that I'll release this year on my Substack. It's going to be for everybody, but it's um, an interplanetary conflict that is sparked by a murder investigation. Oh, that's great. So I'm excited for that. That is what I, my major thing that every once in a while, I'll add little pieces to it, add little pieces. And, uh, you know, since it's world building, there's a lot of, well, what do these people do and how do they speak and what is their society like? And what are these things called that, you know, it's kind of like crew set of relational identities, mm-hmm. like how, how they, how their community is, is formed and, how they relate to each other. So all of that stuff is is kind of going into the writing. And it's not necessarily to be revealed in the story. It's stuff that's the structure in the background so that when the characters actually come into a scene, it's like the setup is there. And so things can move a little bit more naturally because I've already built the, you know, the three mm-hmm. walls. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. So what are you working on? Um, my book, which mine's multi-dimensional. Um, I don't want to go into mm-hmm. details 
because I was taught you can talk a book out of you if you talk about it too much, but I'm oh in serious character development, but it, it, yeah, it involves okay. spirits and angels and guides and people fall onto earth and it's a social commentary wow. on mm-hmm. life today in a multidimensional spiritual um, backdrop. I had the podcast, mm. which have no idea what it, it's. It'll be based around spirituality, maybe business, mm-hmm. food. Not sure. The person we just zoomed yesterday, um, we we still have to dress that up. Mm-hmm. And then, really, a lot of it is the newsletter. I I, I did a fanzine on the Who, mm-hmm. the rock band, the Who in the eighties, and I want to go back yeah. to that sort of, not just one long post, but I mean, it's not going to be on music, but like. I love Esther Hicks, who's a channeler. You know, I want to put information about her. So I want to have different sections. And so I'm really, really, I'm excited, but I'm really burnt out from doing column headings in Canva today. But I'm, I'm really looking at seriously. And and I'm excited because when my nonprofit, I burn out from it and I just Mm -hmm. had lost my enthusiasm for what I was doing. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then really, the other thing is just finding joy in everything I do. As hokey as that might sound, that yes. is the most important oh, no. thing to me right now. Uh, you know, I think that when we are able to alter us yes. and able to see, um, it's not even to see the positivity, but to see, to, to recognize that is looking at the world through their yes. perspective and that we have a choice in how we view it and we don't have to take on what other people's perception of things are. Like when we're able to kind of separate those things, like I feel the, the joy is what lowers your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, The joy is what is able to, is a sustaining force. Cause I don't think, I think when people kind of dig into sort of that moxie and wanting to kind of, uh, for a battle that's not a sustaining force i think peace is a sustaining force. yes and someone said to me not so long ago everyone is doing the best they can even a murderer they're yeah. doing the best they can <laughs> no but seriously if you really yeah. think about it they can i'm not saying it's right you know it's definitely wrong like you don't kill people but that person is doing the best they can so if somebody's screaming at you that's the best they can do in the moment and that has altered my life because it is all about perception mm-hmm. and we each have the choice yeah. to, in how we react to things and how we look at things. And like when yeah. somebody starts to trigger me off, I just think they're doing the best they can. You know, this is a mask. This is not who they really are. And they're doing what they can do in the moment. And that has just brought such inner peace. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not oh perfect. Gosh. Like, you know, somebody was going like two miles an hour down the road and I was like, ah, I'm like, no, calm down. But I can catch myself now and be like, look, maybe they just had a heart operation and they can't drive any faster. Just it's okay. Um, I truly believe, and this is just me, and this is my prediction. I truly believe this is going to become way more important to many, many, millions and millions and millions more people, which is one of the reasons why I'm shifting what I'm doing. Not only am I excited about it, I think that there is a shift Mm -hmm. in consciousness happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a yeah. lot of people don't realize how big the wave, like how big the shift is that's happening because we're such, we're still at the beginning of it. I think so too. Yeah, so that's what I'm excited about, like diving into that and like being part of creating a positive world where everyone is seen. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yes. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Kind of wrap. I totally up. agree. And yeah. look, we came in right in at, at an hour. I know. It's like right on time, punctual, <laughs> sixty-five minutes on the dot. So I guess um, we'll talk about. We'll just briefly tell the audience because there are people who will be listening later. Find us. Um, where can they find you? Diane? So my Substack is health with a W W H O L E health dot Substack dot com. I'm on Instagram at Whole Healthy Group, Twitter at Whole Healthy G R O because it wouldn't take any more characters, and same on Facebook, Whole Facebook. Cool. And you? And I'm on. I am on Twitter at the one underscore shiv and also on instagram under the same um handle i'm also on coffee uh my it's coffee.com slash siobhan uh where else i was gonna say i forgot i'm on coffee also i'm 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 yeah you are on coffee dub with the w yeah yeah i yeah i i will say that yeah i'm on those places i'm also we're also on a discord i um i'll invite you to that it's a writer's discord lots of great community I'm on, on there. it. a lot of people for cross i am on it it's a time oh. suck. i just had don't spend much time on it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so we're we're everywhere there's lots of places to connect with us please support diane's work support, support my work. work my yay my Substack is the flare f-l-a-r-e at Substack. Um, dot substack.com. So the substack.com and wholehealth.substack.com. Right. Whole Whoever's listening, if yes. you please follow us, let us know, drop us a line, we'll follow you. I mean, we're a community growing. Exactly. And we'll see you on the next Twitter space because we'll. This was fun. fun. And then, seriously, Siobhan, even yeah. if it's just you and me, and <laughs> yeah, even if there isn't another person, I'm fine if it's just us. Like, we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. Because it's. You know, you know what? And this is what the flare is about. We're going to put it out there no matter who's, right. you know, we didn't have 60 people on. We're putting it out right. there anyway. Right. Someone okay, great. It. Well, listen, have a fantastic evening. Oh, weekend. It's Friday. Have a fantastic weekend. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Me and then too. make sure you send me a link so I can share the recording. Yep. Thanks. Sure. Bye. Bye.